Yo, what's going on? Black on the Block, episode number three. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Adrian Broner versus Manny Pacquiao. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl, of course, the NFC, AFC Championship. We're going to talk about Young Buck dissing 50 Cent for some strange reason. And we're going to talk about something that um that's been on my mind um, in regards to social media and DMing, inboxing, and all that stuff. So let's go ahead and get it popping. Black on the block. All right, so it started off. Let's go with this Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner fight. Now, when Adrian Broner first hit the scene, the kid was nasty. People were saying that he was going to be the next Floyd Mayweather. I mean, and when you saw him fight, the, especially like the, when he did the shoulder roll and all that stuff with his, with his defense, he did look like he was on that route, and he was he was going through people. He was he was lighting motherfuckers up. Broner was the truth. Somewhere along the line, he started feeling himself. And he became more of a show than a fighter. When he fought against Marcus Maidana, Maidana brought him back down to earth. He went in there talking a whole bunch of shit. Ended up, ended up getting his ass whooped. He ain't been the same since, people. He ain't been the same since. On a promotional tour, he is the man. He's the man on a promotional tour. Once the once that fight start, mm, that's where the show ends. He gonna go out there and get his ass kicked and get dominated. And the reason that he does not show up in these big fights is for some strange reason. He forgot that you actually have to throw punches in order to win fights. I think he took that talk about Floyd, him being the next Floyd. I think he let that go to his head. Because what's the main thing about Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather don't get hit. But the major difference between the two is that Floyd Mayweather throws punches. He doesn't have a high punch output, but he throws punches and he's very accurate. I think Broner is so caught up and not getting hit. And he's thinking so much about not getting hit that he is getting hit. And I don't, and as far as his counterpunch game, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know where it went. But I'm gonna tell you what he needs to do. There's a couple of things. For one, he needs to shut the fuck up. Plain and simple. For two, those two dudes, the three dudes in his corner, he need to go and send them home. Because they are doing him a disservice. I watched three rounds of that fight and I did not need to look at the rest. You know why? Because I knew what the rest of that fight was going to look like. Because of round one, round two, and round three, I think it was round two, when he was clearly losing the fight and his corner man jumped into the ring and said, another one in the books. Another what in the books? Did his corner man go to the wrong corner? Did he mean to go and talk to Pacquiao? Because he could not have possibly been telling Broner that he was winning the fight. Sadly, he was. What kind of trainer, what kind of service are you doing to the fighter by lying to them? He was not winning. He wasn't even close. 
And the bad thing about it is that Pacquiao is 40. And Pacquiao did not even look that good himself. What he did, he looked good against somebody who wasn't throwing punches. Pacquiao throws punches in threes and fours. You're going to look great against somebody who's throwing them in ones. Broner needs to shut the hell up, get a real trainer, a real people in his corner, and go out there and show us the talent that we know he has. I like I talked to my nephew. Adrian Broner is one huge waste of natural talent. I actually like to see him fight when he fights. I don't want to see him go out there and just move around in all the theatrics and thinking he's outboxing somebody when he ain't throwing no punches. It's sad to see. So we either need to get rid of those corner people, shut the hell up, or just go ahead and sit down. Call it quits. Because at this rate, you're only gonna beat you're only gonna beat bums. Or tomato cans, as they call it in, in, in the boxing game. He needs to go. He, I, would, I would rather see him change his people in his corner and focus on what goes on in the ring. Stop all the talking. Stop all the ugh. focus. What goes? Focus on what goes on in the ring, and give it to Adrian Broner that we think that we or we that we thought that you could be. So I don't even know how I came across this. Just something popped up on YouTube, I think. And it says that Young Buck dissing 50 Cent. And I thought it was something from a few years ago, because I do remember it was a while back. Um Buck did this 50. And I don't know, they talked or whatever, and he got back in 50's good graces and everything was cool. But now here recently. Buck is actually dissing 50 again. He actually dissed 50 and Uncle Murder. And my the initial question that came that came to mind was, well, what is his issue now? So I actually looked at the I ain't look at the whole thing because he I, I think he did like a Facebook Live or I don't know, but it was something live, one of those apps. And he was talking, he he never really mentioned 50's name that I can remember. But we, I mean, we know who he was talking about. And I just can't help but wonder, um, what do what you expect to gain? Because if you're talking about 50 OU money, do you really think that that's the way that you're going to get the money that you're supposedly owed? By dissing 50 cents? And then my second question is, how the fuck do you expect to win? Do you really think that 50 is going to go and record a song dissing somebody who was signed to his label twice? Really? Of all people, 50. Here's how Buck cannot win. This is a lose-lose situation for Young Buck. For one, you ain't going to get your whatever money you think you owe. I doubt seriously if you're going to get it now. For two, if 50 responds to you, he'll destroy you. 
because he's 50. If 50 doesn't respond to you on wax, and that's what I meant the first time when I said if he responds, if he does not respond to you on wax, that's worse than him responding on wax. Because I don't, I have, I don't think 50 is going to even take the time to record a song to diss you, to diss him. But if he says nothing on wax, that's worse. You know why? Because he's basically telling you, you don't matter. You're not worth it. Haven't we learned from all of these other times that 50 has been in beefs? That if you go at 50, it's not over until he says it's over. And for somebody in, in Buck's position, he what well, whatever position that is, how can he do anything to get at 50? He's starting a fight that he can't possibly win. Because if you go at 50, 50 is not going to just let it die. It goes on and on and on. He will be dissing you 10 years down the line. And you know how he destroys you? Not by doing songs. He destroys you in interviews. Anytime somebody interview 50 and they bring up your name, he's going to trash you. And you know what everybody's going to do? They're going to laugh. Regardless of the song. And the song that Buck made wasn't bad. It was actually, I like the beat and all that because Buck can rhyme. Don't get me wrong. Buck can rhyme. But 50 is not the person you want to you be in a beef with. Because very few people come out on a good end of that beef. I mean, well, do we even have to mention John? Who's come out good on the, on the end of a 50 beef? It's not good for your career. And Buck really, outside of G-Unit, what career does he have? So what does he stand to gain in this situation? 50 ain't going to say nothing. But he this murder, murder will go at him. And murder got 50s backing. So what you think going to happen? Buck can't win. All right, so I needed to do a second segment on this buck and 50 thing. Because what's the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room is this whole situation that buck has with this transsexual. So let's dig into let's dig into this real quick. Now, with all due respect, I know that times have changed tremendously since well, I say like in the last 10 years or whatever with alternate uh, alternative lifestyles, gay, lesbian, transsexual, all that for the for the world. It's changed. Right. And people, a lot of people have become more tolerant and. And a lot, a lot of people have been more, a lot more open with their lifestyle. I think it's still kind of hard. I think it's still hard for some because everybody's situation is different if they are, you know what I'm saying, if they're in an alternate, uh, alternative lifestyle and 
maybe their upbringing or their family or whatever or their uh, environment is is not a good place for them to where they will feel comfortable coming out. But you know what I'm saying? But times it time, times are changing, right? We I think we know that, right? Well, in hip hop, it has not changed, and, and and if it has, it has not changed at the speed or the intensity as it has to the rest of the world. And I, I say that to say this: hip hop has always been about masculinity and you know, bravado and all of that, right? So it's it's, it's a man's game. So. Homosexuality amongst, especially amongst the male rappers, whether you like it or not, is not accepted. You're going to be looked at differently. And this is not even just the male rappers, male males, period, as, as being a part of the hip hop culture. It's not as accepted, but especially for rappers, it's not accepted. So in the case of Buck, right, we hear about Buck. You know what I'm saying? Getting acts done to him by a transsexual, right? And we also hear that he tried to pay the transsexual off so the trans so the transsexual won't won't spill the beans, won't tell everybody. Buck never came out and addressed that. And the first time we hear something from him since that situation is him dissing 50. Nah, hold, hold on, dog. Back it up a little bit. We need to talk about what's going on with that situation first. Because you can't come up here acting all tough and talking about, yeah, <coughs> run my money, bub, and all that. Nah, uh-uh, dog. What happened with the transsexual? Tell us that first. Why would we listen to anything else? I don't want to hear anything else until he addressed that. Is, now, is that any of my business? No, I'm just an average casual fan. I'm a hip-hop guy. But you just can't leave that on the table, man. You need, to, you need to speak up and get out in front of it. Because if you don't, or if he doesn't, then everybody's going to draw their own conclusions. Now, everybody's going to draw their own conclusions anyway, but that's why I say you need to get out in front of it. Give your story. Tell your story. If that's what you went to, that's what you went to. I mean... That's your life. If that's what you went to, then be your truth. Walk your truth. But don't come out and just start dissing people when you got that shit on the table, man. Nah, dog. It don't work that way. You need to address it. The people want to know. Because, I mean, because at the, at, the, at the end of it, you have people who are fans. They want to know. People are going to look at, look at them different regardless. Whether he comes out and says anything or not, people are going to look at him different. Because it's not the same guy to some people. Right, wrong, and different. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. He's entitled to whatever lifestyle he wants to leave, and everybody else is entitled to the judgment of that lifestyle he leads. Now, do that judgment matter? No, it shouldn't matter to him or anybody else. But that's just the world we live in. You're going to be judged. Or like Raekwon said, when you walk, people going to judge your walk. Or what the fuck is you doing? So Buck need to get out in front of that and talk about that first before he go dissing people.
Okay, so I guess we got to talk about the AFC, NFC Championship and the upcoming Super Bowl. Now, I love greatness. I love to see people great. I love to see great teams, great performances, right? But to be completely honest with you, I'm tired of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I'm tired of seeing them in the Super Bowl for this reason alone. I just want to see something different. That plain and simple. I want to see something different. I want to see some other uniforms. I want to see some different players. Yada, 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 right? That's all it is. But at the end of the day, it comes right back to what I said about the um, college football playoff. Look. It's really no reason to, it's no point in complaining because at the end of the day, somebody got to beat them. They're not going to go out there and just lay down because some people are saying they want to see something different. No, they're going to go out there and play Patriot football. And Patriot football usually is the football that wins. Plain and simple. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But I thought I, I, both AFC and NFC championship games were great games. You're going to hear the Saints fans talk about they got, they got robbed. Because of the pass interference, the non-call on the pass interference, that was a ridiculous non-call, straight up and down. That ref should be fired. And I really, and to me, it's cut and dry. If you miss a call of that magnitude in that game with that much on the line, and you miss it that badly, you should be fired. You're not good at your job. That's an, that's an egregious error. You should be fired. But to say that the Saints lost because of that is complete bullshit. Because the Saints ain't been, the Saints offense ain't really been putting up no numbers for real, for real, in the past few weeks. The Saints had ample time, ample opportunities to win that game. Did that call hurt? Did it hurt their chances tremendously to win? Yeah, it did. But, yo, it was three other quarters played. So you can't just put it on that one call. As bad as that non-call was, you can't just put it on that. The In the Patriots and the Chiefs game, to me, that was a great game. And, and I mean, think about it. If D4 is not offsides, this is the Chiefs and the Rams in the Super Bowl. That is more exciting to me than the Rams and the Patriots. That is a lot more exciting. That's what I want. I wanted to see the Chiefs and the Rams because I wanted to see the young, the young, um, the young gunners, the young quarterbacks in these. Teams. I wanted. That's what I wanted to see. I just wanted to see something different, something a little bit more exciting. Now I'm not saying the Super Bowl won't be a good game because it probably will be. But I just wanted to see something different. If I had to pick right off the top of my head, I'd just say the Patriots because it's just hard to pick against them. But who would I rather see? I would rather see the Rams win. Even though they're in the NFC West, I still would rather see the Rams win. Because that's just that's just more exciting. It's more exciting. But this just I, I would never, as a 49er fan, I cannot come out of my mouth and say that Brady is a GOAT. Only thing that I will say is I'm not I'm not arguing it anymore. 
to me, Montana is Montana. He's the man. That's it. But what we have to stop doing is making it seem like Brady doesn't have Belichick. I don't care. And, and we will always say well, Brady don't have the weapons that other people have. He has Belichick. That is the major difference in these games. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He, he's, he's a huge difference maker. But when it comes to putting that team together and making it work, that's Bill Belichick. That is Bill Belichick. That's great coaching. You can have great players or a great player all day and don't win. But when you have great players or a great player, great scheme, and a great coach, you are set up for success. And the Patriots have been proving that for the past 20 years. Yo, all right, so one of the things I want to talk about, and this comes from a social a post that I put on Facebook. This it was probably well, about five years ago now. And and I think like what I posted back then is still prevalent now, still relatable now. And the gist of what I posted was and this is going to seem like I'm com- I'm I'm coming for for women but I mean it is what it is I'm I'm hear me out The post was basically saying that women a lot of women good women are saying that there's no good men out here and that men pretty much only go for the chicks that would be considered thoughts And I said that basically what happens is that the men go to these thoughts because they're available. And these thoughts end up fucking them over. And then by the time they get to the real women, they have a whole bunch of hangups because they've been hurt. A man won't tell you that, but that's what, that's basically what it is. They got shitted on. And to expand on that, I'll say this. Every time I turn around, it's a complaint. Well, okay, I'm not going to say a complaint. It's a comment about men DMing or inboxing chicks. And it's called thirst or whatever you want to call it, right? Okay, which way do you want it? How do you suggest that we go about this if we see a woman an attractive woman that we want to talk to right and she's not right in front of you so you can't ask for a phone number you only have access to her to her through social media right so you and you get an inbox you get a dm blah 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 you don't respond now this could be a good dude and for whatever reason you don't respond right he sees the next chick come across his timeline. She might not have some of the qualities that a good woman will have that what you have. But she sure do fucking look good. She thick, yada, 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 all that. She's like, yeah, have a good time with this one. 
inbox her, DM her, guess what? She responds. They go out on a date. They have a good time. She may not be everything that he wants in a woman, but she's available. She probably can't really cook as good. Might not even be that sharp mentally, but she's available. She might just be just meeting the standard. And then eventually she shows her true colors and the man and by this time the man is invested, right? So now he didn't he didn't been shitted on by this quote unquote thought. So now his whole his whole attitude changes and he changes his MO. Well, really what it all comes down to is that this good dude that has probably pursued multiple good women. With no success, end up getting up with the chick who responded. And the chick who responded is probably not the woman that he should be with. And she fucks him over. So now this good man is totally different than what he was before. Who's to blame in that situation? Is it the thought? Well, you could say that she's just being who she is. And this can go both ways, male and female. Because thoughts can be male or female, right? Do you blame the thought? That person just being who they are. Can you blame the dude? We just being who we are. He's a good dude. He just put it, he just invested his time and his energy into the wrong person. Is it possible that it's your fault? Because you're a good woman, that's a good man. You're looking for a good man, you're looking for a good woman. But for some reason, these good women ain't responding. So, if the good woman is not responding, then the man is naturally left with whatever's left. Now, the reason that I'm, I'm, I'm aiming this towards women is because I think women need to understand that a lot of the shit that y'all have been through with bum-ass dudes... Men go through with bum ass chicks, but I think that I think we get there in different ways because a lot of times women are with bum ass dudes that is no good for them, and it all uh, it's a lot of dudes who recognize that and will gladly take you off of his hands. And I think that when men go through that similar situation, that man's feelings are somewhat ignored because we don't express our feelings to an extent to where it could be openly received and openly felt or openly palpable to a woman, right? Because the man ain't going to, he's not going to go into depth. Up sometimes about how a chick hurt him. He would have to really trust you to tell you that. But what it all comes down to is that both sides have to open up. 
Now, if somebody hits you up and they just uh, keeping it real, they just ain't meeting the standard physically. All right, you know what? Don't you ain't gotta respond to that person. You know what I'm saying? Or, or at least let a motherfucker know I'm not interested, right? But we all we both sides have to do better and communicating. And right now with social media, this that part that part of it should be easy. Because if, if you're not interested in somebody and you let that person know that you're not interested and they continue to hit you up and harass you, you can block them. Unfriend them, unfollow them, and block them. Do, do all of that. And then that, that that's over. Or seemingly that's over. Right? But both sides need to do better. But for, for the women, I, I, I wrote a line in a song one time and I was like, those unread messages could be blocking your blessings. You never know what's on the other side. And I'm telling you what men is, I'm telling you what men are doing. I'm telling you what men are saying. And what men go through. Because those thoughts are out there. And the only thing they want from that from that good man that could be yours is whatever they need. They don't need him to be a boyfriend or do what you need for a man to do. They just probably want sex and a good time. Take him out to eat a couple, you know what I'm saying, a couple, two, three times. That's all they want. They don't want the real shit. But it's all about being available. If you're not available and you got a whole bunch of hangups, then you, you leave them with what's left at the table. So who's to blame? Now, a dude could tell a thought no. He could. But for how long? A good time is a good time. I know I'm rambling on a little bit, but I think you get the gist of it. Hopefully you do. But we all have to do better with communication because it should be a lot easier now with social media because everybody is available. Everybody is accessible, but accessible and available are two different things. Are there bad dudes out here that just want to fuck? Yeah, we know that that, that ain't changed over. The, that's always going to be, a, you know what I'm saying? That's always going to be an issue. That's always going to be a factor. Are there women out here that just want money? That's always going to be a factor. The, the advantage that we have nowadays is that it's easier to get to get at people. But we, if we're not communicating, then it's a waste of that ability. We got to start talking. Best way to get to know somebody is asking questions. Black on the block. See y'all next time.